Cameron Cote, our wonderful co-host, is committing to have 500 conversations about abortion this year. And we want to help you as well to set up your pro-life New Year's resolutions. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Pro-Life Guys podcast. My name is Peter. I'm the host of the show. And as we kick things off to all of our listeners, to all of our financial partners, both with the podcast and at CCBR, to our fellow activists and colleagues in the pro-life movement, we want to wish you a happy and a blessed new year. We hope that this is a good new year for you. And as we enter into this new year, one of the things we hear all the time is making New Year's resolutions, making these commitments of what we're going to do or what we're going to accomplish or achieve or learn or whatever else it might be throughout the year. And today we're going to discuss how and why pro-life outreach should be a part of those New Year's resolutions as well. We're going to talk about that in just a moment because I'd like to introduce you to our wonderful co-host, Cameron Cote. Thank you, Peter. Happy New Year's to you. Um, and echo your sentiments. Happy New Year's to all of you, our wonderful listening audience. Um, I hope that you had a blessed Christmas season and that you had lots of, whether you're a turkey person, whether you're a ham person, whether you are not a meat person, um, Blaze Lane thinking of you out there. Um, definitely want to wish the, the, the best to every one of you and dive into what I'm sure for countless reasons will be um, a year like no other this 2022. It's amazing. 2022. I feel like it's still 2019. Um, 2022. Um, just uh, the funny thing that I'm sure everyone has seen on social media already that we are as close to the year 2000 as 1978 was um, pretty wild. Just for the record, we have people born in the 2000s that are of legal age in literally every um, country in the world. It's just mind boggling, but I digress, Peter. Let's dive into pro-life style New Year's resolutions and whatnot. Yeah, just thinking about that, the, the year we're in, I was reflecting the other day on the comment that Justin Trudeau made in 2015 to that he used to justify um, mm. making his cabinet uh, gender equal, that there's just the same amount of men as there were women in his cabinet, Justin Trudeau is the Prime Minister of Canada. And this is what he said in response to why he was doing that. He said, because it's 2015. Now just How dumb does that sound now in 2021? <laughs> I mean, that sounded dumb back in 2015. Um, but uh, but six years later, 2015, seven years later, seems like uh, two, dec two decades ago at this point. Um, yeah, let's, let's talk about New Year's resolutions. We all make New Year's resolutions. Before we get into that, actually... Uh, if you want to learn more about the podcast, ProLifeGuys.com, and you can become a patron of the ProLife Guys podcast. If one of your commitments is to support ProLife Ministries, we are here to equip you to have effective and winsome ProLife conversations, conversations on abortion, conversations where you're not building up walls, but you're you're building bridges in the conversations. We've seen time and again, Cam, you can, you can relate to this, and maybe you'll have a story or two to share uh, if you so please later on. But we've seen people time and time again change their minds on the topic of abortion. We've seen lives saved, and uh, we are working towards the transformation of our culture. And what we're trying to do is equip you to do that as well. So if you are, uh, if you want to get involved in the Pro Life Guys podcast to financially partner with us, you can do that through Patreon, patreon.com slash Guys. Cam, last year, probably almost exactly a year ago now, we had a conversation on New Year's resolutions, pro-life style, 
which some of our listeners not might have listened to. Let me just ask you right off the top, why is it important for us to have a pro-life specific and abortion ministry specific related New Year's resolution? I, I feel like it can get lost amongst all of the other things that we want to change in life. You mentioned that that New Year's is often for people a time to start new exercise routines or start new um, healthy diets or whatever sort of thing. I think it's important to, to factor ministry and in particular pro-life ministry into your uh, New Year's resolution because for the very simple reason that the babies desperately need it. Last year, we we referenced um, a, a couple of articles that talked about abortion needing to be the hill that we die on, right? That that if it is okay for society to continue perpetuating the slaughter of the weakest and most vulnerable members of our of the human family, if we're not going to die on that hill, what hill are we going to die on? Thankfully, in North America and, and the vast majority, if not all of the places around the world, we are not called to physically lay down our lives for preborn children. The cost of discipleship, um, to, to borrow the language of Diedrich uh, von Bonhoeffer, the cost of discipleship at this stage is not as high as it has been throughout history. The cost of being a faithful Christian disciple to stand up for what Christ taught and ultimately the, the greatest injustice of our day to day, the cost isn't actually as high as it has been through the through the past. But it is still relatively high. In 2022, I would argue it's going to be higher than it's been for many recent years. And we're going to dive into why that is. But it needs to be at the forefront of our mind because it's really easy and really tempting to crowd out the service of others with our cultural drive to serve ourselves. And and don't get me wrong, eating healthier and exercising isn't selfish in the way that hoarding money and and not giving out of your time and energy is selfish kind of thing. And please do exercise. Please do be healthy and eat healthy and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying don't do that because all of your efforts are focused on preborn children, but rather make a spot in your heart, in your schedule for preborn children, because if you don't now, it's going to be really difficult to make room for them. Right? It's already been difficult for our entire society to make room in the inn of our heart for preborn children. We desperately need people like you to make more room in your heart for preborn children. And that means making more room in your schedule for preborn children. So that that's why I think it's so important to anchor us in. And, and Peter, I'm sure you've probably got some thoughts on why this year in particular, I'm sure that there's some groups that say that every year is the most important year on the pro-life issue, but I genuinely believe that 2022 is going to be a particularly important year for the pro-life issue in Canada, in America, and around the world. Yeah, that's right. And Kim, I, I think we don't want to be those people who say that this year is the most important year. I think about elections in the United States. I think about elections in Canada. Every single election is the most important election upon which civilization rests. Uh, and then we uh, discover that our lives do, in mo for the most part, continue to go on after that election, even if the results are, are other than we wished. Um, but yeah, I think it's fair to say that this year is going to be somewhat of a unique year, perhaps. Um, for a number of reasons. Number one is because of what's taking place in the United States. We've seen the introduction of the heartbeat bill in Texas, which passed, which has been able to withstand the, 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 the fight of the abortion industry all the way up to the Supreme Court. It still stands today. And we know that other 
Um, other states are looking at that, at that closely. But but even more importantly, it's the the Dobbs versus Jackson Hole health case that is now before the Supreme Court. And you might be not, not be living in the United States because we're certainly not living in the United States. But the effect of overturning Roe, even in part or even just making Roe versus Wade effectively useless and putting the um, the abortion conversation back to the state level, that sort of thing is going to have an impact far in, in far greater places than just the United States. I mean, the conversation in the United States, I think, is going to go absolutely crazy. Um, uh, I think it's going to be wild, just whatever comes from it, um, from the pro-life side, from the pro-abortion side. I think if Roe, and this is a, a sort of a, a, a prediction, a, a um, I hope it's an educated prediction uh, based on what I've read, but it, it looks like if Roe is even partially overturned or redefined in some way, I think we're going to see a good amount of states, 14, 16 states maybe, um, put these laws in the books that will effectively ban abortion outright. We're going to see sanctuary states, sanctuary cities for abortion providers um, where people can travel and, and get their abortions, um, sort of the, the Californias or the New Yorks of the United States. But I mean, this conversation, it you know, we in Canada, we act like every problem in the United States is our problem as well. And we like to make it ours. And so the abortion conversation is going to explode even more in the United States. I believe it's going to happen in Canada. And because the United States news and media sort of permeates throughout the world, I think this conversation is going to be um, pretty big around the world. And so we've talked on the, on, on the podcast before, Cam, the importance of um, I mean, we talked about the importance of being in the political arena. But even more than that, just having the the on the ground cultural change, the on the ground um one-on-one conversation showing individual people, families showing uh, high schools and colleges and universities and people in downtown areas and going door to door, showing them the truth about what abortion is. And so, I mean, in a sense, every year is a time for action. Every year is a time to uh, to really get down and to, to defend and protect preborn children. But this year in particular, the conversation is going to be coming to us far more. And so we need to know how to utilize that conversation, how to respond to that conversation in the in the most effective way and um and just like before we we do need to defend and protect pre-born children so cam where do we start when we think about um making a pro-life resolution a resolution to to get involved to do not just work but effective work effective outreach effective training whatever it might be in this new year yeah like you said this is going to be a pivotal year and and i we often, Peter, you and I talk about having conversations with friends and family members or coworkers, and I, I get the feedback occasionally of people don't talk about abortion. But like, how am I supposed to respond to questions about abortion when people aren't asking questions about abortion? Do I always have to proactively initiate the conversation? And, and Peter, you and I, with the organization we work for, CCBR, we are generally proactively starting the conversation about abortion. And yet, more and more, especially as you mentioned in this 2022 year, people are going to be starting the conversation for us as they are reading the headlines, as they are seeing the absolute powder keg that's going to be the United States of America around this Dobbs case. This is going to be a wild ride and there are going to be more opportunities than ever. And so the first thing that I want to do is propose two virtues that I, I think and want to challenge everybody to anchor in their hearts. And, and there's different virtues that are necessary at all different times of the pro-life conversation. At times we need resourcefulness. At times we need perseverance. At times we need patience. Often we need all of them together. 
I want to propose two that I think this year are going to be more essential than ever. And I hope that you, the listener, and the people around you that you can share this with can anchor these virtues in your heart in how they can compel you towards greater action going forward. And the first one is courage. I think that it it goes almost without saying that this year, Christians are going to need to have courage in their engagement. We are going to need to respond courageously because it is nerve-wracking, even if you don't have to start the conversation about abortion. When the conversation comes up at the lunchroom table at your office or at the kitchen table in your home or on the bus or wherever you may find yourself encountering these conversations, you are going to need courage to be able to respond effectively. You are going to need to have courage to respond at all and hopefully responding um, effectively. That's kind of a permission to play, uh, in my opinion, um, uh, responding effectively. And so courage, I think, is going to be an essential component this year in particular. And the second one, though it should obviously be the, the underlying aspect of all of our interactions, we talk about the value of building common ground, Peter, you and I all the time in having conversations. Empathy I think is going to be absolutely essential this year in an even greater, even deeper way than usual. Empathy is always valuable in conversation, showing people that we genuinely care about them, because as we've said on the show before, it doesn't make sense to people if we care so fervently for the preborn, if we don't care for the born. What we're saying is not that the preborn are more valuable than born children, but that because we value you, we also value your preborn child. Because we value life, we value all life, born and preborn. And so I feel like this year is going to be essential that we demonstrate empathy because the microscope is going to be on pro-lifers in an even greater way this year than it ever has been before. In Canada especially, but I know other places around the world, there's more and more push to have these bubble zones or safe zones around not only abortion facilities, but also high schools and universities and all other sorts of places so that people aren't confronted with quote-unquote controversial um, information or opinions, that people aren't being harassed going into abortion facilities and whatnot. This year, with the powder keg that is the Dobbs case and everything else that's going on, there's going to be a greater spotlight on pro-lifers now than ever before. And that shouldn't cause us to develop some degree of social paralysis or anything like that, but rather challenge us to be even more empathetic. We see, Peter, and, and you and I have talked on several occasions already about the response to especially the Texas heartbeat bill. And how people are looking for opportunities to accuse this bill and the lawmakers and those that stand behind it as being callous or or simply wanting to throw women in prison or we don't want to help women at all. We just want to um, add to their problems and not alleviate them. We need to be able to charitably and gracefully clarify what it is that we're actually doing, not only on the information level when it comes to the $100 million stimulus towards supporting uh, mothers of, of these children and, and whatnot, but also just in everything that we do and everything that we say to demonstrate empathy so that we are so far above reproach when we are challenged, whether it's by the media, whether it's by a member of our community, or whether it's by a member of our family, that they can say, I, I want to be able to disagree with Cam. I want to be able to disagree with Peter. I want to be able to disagree with this person, whatever your name is. I want to be able to disagree with you. But not only are they right, but they're good. They are good. They are working to help these people. I disagree with how they're trying to do it, 
but I can see that they are in this for the right reasons and they are in this to make productive change. This isn't about soapboxing. This isn't about winning brownie points in heaven. This is about genuinely caring for people in the best possible way. It's amazing the number of times that people's guard comes down when I say that I want something better than abortion for mothers. I want something better than abortion. Oh, well, what does that mean? That means that you actually want to help these women? Because the the stereotype that I have in my mind is that pro-lifers don't want to help families. No, I desperately do. I want to do it better than how you're helping them right now. Empathy, empathizing with people's hardship, their struggles, their, their difficulties that they're facing, even if you don't identify with it, even if you look at their problem and say, I could get myself out of that problem super easily. That's not what they need to hear. And they don't need somebody who is placing themselves in their shoes, but with an entirely different paradigm, right? Empathizing with people in what it is that they're going through. If they say that their situation is hard, accept that their situation is hard and help them through their situation. Not saying, well, I don't think that situation would be hard. Genuine empathy is going to go so far in this year in particular when the microscope, when the, the spotlight, whatever you want to, whatever metaphor you want to use, is going to be on pro-lifers more than ever. That's where I think that we really need to be aware. And and Peter, I know that I'm rambling here a little bit, but I want to share a bit of a, a quote. I feel like we should work in more Lord of the Rings quotes because I love Lord of the Rings quotes from, from Tolkien. If you're not a Lord of the Rings fan, you should be. Um, and, and I think often of the line from Galadriel in, in the forest of Lothlorien, when the fellowship is starting to fracture, Gandalf, spoiler alert, has fallen. Um, and, and they're, they're seemingly leaderless at that point. And Galadriel says to them, your quest stands upon the edge of a knife. Stray but a little and it will fall to the ruin of all. Yet hope remains while all the company is true. The quest that we're on, the quest for making abortion unthinkable, making abortion unpracticed, is manageable by God's grace and through your dedication, whether financial, whether um, with your time, your treasure, your talent, whatever it may be. This is possible, but we are on the razor's edge. Dobbs could fall. Roe versus Wade could fall, and if pro-lifers aren't ready to pick up the pieces, then we could find ourselves in an even worse spot than we were before, believe it or not. We need to be prepared. We need to be capable. We need to be courageous. We need to be empathetic when it comes to responding to this opportunity, to this quest that has been laid before us. And so that's kind of a, a big abstract thing here, Peter, as to the the importance of this and what we can do as a foundational. But maybe let's talk a little bit about what we can do in a concrete sense, I guess, or, or anything that you want to add on that kind of foundational concept. No, that's good, man. That's good. I love it. There, there are two things that I would like to talk about. So one is we work for CCBR, the Canadian Centre for Bioethical Reform. We work closely with organizations in other countries as well. And we'll, so our main purpose really is to have conversations on the streets, is to go out ourselves and to engage with the culture. But we also want to make pro-life action easier for other people by the training we provide and some of the resources as well. So I want to touch on that briefly and then talk about what we can do, like what sort of commitment can I make? What sort of resolution can I make? So maybe let's go to the first one, Cam. And you're, I mean, you know a lot about what we do at CCBR, as do I, but I'll, I'll pass it on to you. Um, what are some things that we provide that helps make pro-life action easier for people either thinking of getting involved for the first time or, or sort of continuing the journey? What are some, some options or resources that are available? 
So on, on a lot of levels, I, I think of it in three ways. We provide education, we provide leadership, and we provide mentorship. And so if you are, are interested in getting involved, we want to train you in how to have these um, important conversations, and not just you, all those in your community. And so that starts maybe with listening to Pro-Life Guys episodes on your favorite podcast catcher, tuning into our website, prolifeguys.com, all that kind of thing. But I would love to come to your church community. I would love to come to your pro-life community. I would love to come to your high school, your university, whatever it is, and offer a full day training program on how to have conversations about abortion and then partner with you in leading some pro-life outreach so that you've got the safety net of me, the rest of our team being there to help you as you are applying the skills that you have recently learned. So we're going to train you. We're going to lead you in outreach. And then we're going to offer mentorship. That mentorship doesn't stop at our offices. Sure, it may be a little bit easier, a little bit more convenient if you live in Vancouver, Calgary, Winnipeg, or the greater Toronto area, and you can partner directly with one of our staff-led teams. But if you live in Medicine Hat, if you live in Regina, if you live in Halifax or somewhere in between and want to make pro-life outreach happen in your community, we're going to be there, but we're also going to offer ongoing mentorship and regular leadership on how you can make that manageable in your home community. And so we're here to make this work for you. And I'll, I'll mention a few of the, the concrete things that you can do on top of that. So not only can we come to you, but if you say, well, it's just me and my home community, I don't know if it makes sense to bring you all the way out so that you and I can sit across my kitchen table and you train me for a full day. Um, just as a quick aside, we do have at our highest Patreon level, if you start donating $1,000 a month, Peter and I will come to your birthday party. And if it's just he and I there, we'll, we'll train you during that birthday party if you'd like. Um, I, I jest, obviously, but that is a Patreon level for the record. I'm not joking about that. Um, but no, if, if it doesn't make sense for us to come to your community quite yet and you want to come to one of our communities, we have several events that are coming up in the near future that we'd love for you to be a part of. Whether that's our crash courses, uh, a 24-hour kind of program that we offer to do training in not only pro-life apologetics and strategy, but also that kind of mentorship that we talked about. We have com one coming up in February of 2022 here, uh, February 18th and 19th. Actually, fun fact about this, if you're in Vancouver and you want to come to the crash course, the Saturday of crash course is actually my birthday. And so you can be a part of my birthday party or, um, or something like that. And so check that out. We've got them in Calgary. We've got them in Toronto. We've got them all over the place. Um, you can do that. You can apply to be part of our summer internships. If, if you're able to take four months or even just two months away from your regular work or school, join us for pro-life leadership training. We can absolutely do that. So not only are we willing to come to you, you also have the opportunity to come to us as well. And so that's a few things that CCPR is doing. Peter, is it cool if I dive into a few things that pro-life guys are doing, or do you want to dive into that? Take it away, sir. Take it away. Boom. I'm going to dive into that. So a few things that we are going to do, you and I, through the Pro-Life Guys podcast. And so not only are we going to keep pumping out these regular episodes and whatnot, but as we've talked about, we ran one, our, our maiden voyage of the study series of the Stuck Book, a, a five-part series where we crush through a couple chapters at a time. I give a little bit more background and some training and some practice. 
we are going to run another one of those in March. We're going to do another one in the summer. We're going to do another one in the fall. And so we're going to do three or four at least this year. And so you can have a small group experience with me as your um, pro-life guys rep um, leading this study series as to a, a greater opportunity for you to have practice conversations and, and whatnot. Not only that, Peter, you and I, um, at times just you, at times just me, we're going to do a monthly Ask Us Anything. And so if you're a Patreon supporter or want to get involved in that monthly Ask Us Anything kind of open Zoom call, basically, where you can come in with your questions, you can absolutely do that. Um, get in touch with us, sign up for our Patreon at any of the levels. I think that all of the levels um, give you access to those monthly Ask Me Anythings. And lastly, if you're interested in joining our volunteer team leaders, Kwayana, Katiri, pretty sure there's a few people from out east as well who are running Tuesday evening mock dialogue practice session. So it's like an hour and a half session where you log on to a particular Zoom call and you get to practice having conversations about abortion. You have them with our staff, you have them with the other um, volunteers who are part of it, and you get to listen to the feedback that is given when other people are practicing, people can give you feedback while you're practicing. We want to provide lots of different opportunities for you to be able to get more comfortable, more confident, and ultimately more competent, more capable of having these conversations. On top of that as well, Peter, we are adding a new couple of things to our website. First of all, we're going to have a couple of posters that you can download um, and post up on a bulletin board at your church. If you want to help get your church community more engaged on the pro-life issue, talk to your pastor, talk to your consistory board, talk to your priest, talk to whomever it is that makes the call as to what gets posted up on the bulletin board. Download a couple of our posters and post them up in your church, in the neighboring church, in all the churches you can to help us reach even more people. And lastly, one of the most exciting things, we are going to incentivize having conversations. We want to make conversations so easy that not only we... Not only are we going to provide the training and the leadership and the practice forums, but we are going to offer some pretty sweet prizes as well. How this is going to work is every time you participate in proactive conversational pro-life activism using pro-life guys apologetic skills. And so this could be with the CCBR team in one of our offices. This could be with your local community group. This could be you and your friend going out door knocking. If you are having CCBR style, pro-life guys style conversations with people in your community, snap a picture of it and send it to us, either through our website, through our email, through our um, social media. Every time you participate in pro-life guys style conversational activism, your name will be entered into two draws. First, every month, we're going to pull somebody's name from all of the activists across the country and around the world doing this, and you're going to win a prize of $25 value, either a $25 um, prepaid MasterCard that you can just spend on whatever you want, or a signed copy of one of our books, or a t-shirt, or a mug, or, or anything from our merch store. You're going to get something of $25 value. Second of all, though, at the end of the year, we are going to take the top 25 most active people, the people who have done the most conversational activism, and they're going to be entered into a grand prize draw that is going to be of way higher value. We haven't exactly figured out exactly what it's going to be, but the value is going to be between $250 and $500, whether that's a flight to our Florida abortion awareness program, 
whether that's just straight cash, whether that's um, a painting that Peter does or something like that. I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but it's going to be sweet. Um, we're going to have all of the contest rules and regulations on our website in the next week or so here. Um, but we want to not only show our appreciation of the outreach that you're doing, but if we can help you um, prioritize this even a little bit higher, even just because you want a $25 Tim's card or whatever, um, then praise God. If you're out there saving babies um, because you want a book signed by Peter, that's cool because you're saving babies. If you are out there saving babies because you want a sweet t-shirt, cool, you're saving babies. If you're out there saving babies because you want to win our grand prize at the end of the year, cool, do it. And so that's how we're trying to make it easier for you. Again, providing that training, providing that opportunity to practice and get feedback and providing the appreciation, the gratitude and the incentive of some monthly prizes and a grand prize. I think that's pretty cool, Peter. I hope that you think that's pretty cool. Um, I ran most of this stuff by you before we recorded this episode. So um, I, I'm fired up for this. And as you mentioned off the top, Peter, I am committing here and now, Lord willing, to be able to have minimum 500 conversations about abortion. Peter, we've talked often. Um, God is good. He has allowed me to have... Um, more than 10,000 conversations about abortion already over the last kind of two decades almost um, of being involved in one way or another in the pro-life movement. I want to have 500 conversations about abortion on top of the work that I'm doing of onboarding new staff and doing these talks and, and podcasting, all that kind of stuff. I am committing to have at least 500 conversations about abortion. I hope that you can join me, um, those of you who are listening, in setting some kind of a goal, whether that's... Um, once a week, getting out with your local group, whether that's once a month, whether that's every opportunity that it comes up in your lunchroom, you're going to respond with a pro-life um, response or something like that. Set a goal. doesn't have to be 500 conversations, just like your goal may not be running a marathon by the end of the year if you've never run a marathon before. Don't start ridiculously high. I've been blessed to have a lot of conversations already. I'm confident that I can have 500 conversations this year, and I will keep everyone updated for how that is going. Um, but yeah, that's my goal. And I hope that what we're providing will help you hit your goal of pro-life outreach as well. Love it, sir. Thank you for sharing that. And I just want to, as we wrap this up, I want to just maybe to, to, to spark your, your imagination or your thoughts, highlight a few things that you can do uh, this year that you can make the commitment towards this year as you think about your pro-life activism and outreach and witness. So the first thing you could do, um, Cam and I are Christians. We uh, we trust in the almighty God. And so you could pray about abortion. Cam, I know you, you do that. I do it as well. Um, pray to the end of abortion. Pray for those fighting abortion. Pray for those supporting abortion and so on and so forth. But being involved in that ministry as well. Um, the second thing is be equipped with good apologetics. We have episodes on our show called Here's What We'd Say to That, part one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I believe we're at seven. And if we're not at seven, that's that one's coming soon. Um, but be equipped with good apologetics so that when someone approaches you or when you approach someone, you know how to respond to some of the justifications that they bring forward. The third one is join a local volunteer group that is doing effective work. Maybe there's one in your area that you could join. Maybe there's not one, but we could provide some of the training and the coaching for you to begin an outreach group in your community to be that witness in the place that you live. 
uh, or on your university campus or on your college campus or uh, any other location that you might be in. One of them is talk to your pastor or church leader, as Cam, you uh, talked about just a moment ago, to make your church a sanctuary for the preborn and their parents, a safe place for mothers and fathers in crisis pregnancy situations, but also a safe place for preborn children where it's spoken about, where abortion is very clearly talked about as what it is. And then thank your pastors when they speak on abortion. I think we often have high expectations for those leading us spiritually um, for what they ought to do and ought not to do. And then we fail to sort of recognize what they've done or not done when we talk to them. So do thank your pastors and your priests and, uh, and clergymen when they talk about these issues. You can discuss the uh, topic of abortion with your elected representatives, whether they're pro-life or not. So encourage the pro-life representatives that you have uh, in your area, but also talk to the, to, to the pro-abortion ones in your area to show, hey man, like I'm in your, or hey, you know, not, not necessarily man, but hey, I'm in your community. I am, I'm in your constituency, your riding, and this is my position on abortion. You could support financially. Maybe you're, you're, you're not someone with a lot of time on their hands for this sort of work, but you could support financially an organization, the podcast, uh, an activist group um, who is doing effective work, who's on the street showing people what abortion is. You could support them financially, partner with them financially, because that will help them meet the goals that they have um, and, and be able to accomplish that. Another one I have is you can bring a speaker to your community. Cam, you mentioned it already. You're a speaker. You invited yourself to everyone's community already. Um, but here at CCBR, we have a, a, a whole host of speakers who are willing and ready to talk about pro-life apologetics, who are ready to talk about uh, some of the wins in the pro-life movement, the hope we have for Canada's pro-life movement, because it seems like there really is no hope, and uh, about strategy, how we can effectively fight against abortion and the abortion culture in our nation and so on and so forth. So hopefully that will spark your uh, your, your thoughts on where to go. Cam, I don't know if you have any others in the top of your head that you're, you, you'd really like to share with our listeners. No, I, I would say um, one of those, whether it's having conversations, whether it's getting involved, like you said, but feel free to send us it. If, if you want some kind of accountability partner, if you want to be able to have this in writing somewhere that somebody can hold you um, and help you be accountable to it. Um, Peter, I'm sure that you're going to mention this, but but feel free to hit us up at one of our social media places, send us an email, whatever it may be, and we can help you hit your goal as we've mentioned. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So Cam, you made a commitment of 500 conversations and for people not involved in the pro-life movement full-time, that's a very challenging thing. I think about uh, myself as well, this upcoming semester, I have six courses, which will be about uh, the way I do things, about 60 something hours of, of coursework a week. And, um, so it's hard for me to make a 500 conversation commitment, but for those listening, wondering, okay, what sort of commitment could I make? It could be something like this. I will be on the sidewalk with the particular group in my community once a week, twice a week throughout the entire year. Um, I will read through the book Stuck, a co complete guide to answering tough questions about abortion right here by our colleague, Justina Van Manen, um, who talks all about pro-life apologetics. And I'll practice pro-life apologetics so that I am ready and able to answer questions and uh, and justifications that come up. I will pray about abortion in X amount of times throughout the year. Um, so just think about your circumstances, think about where you are in life and, and see where you can uh, give of your time, of your talent, of your energy towards the defending of preborn children. Yes, Cam, I'm always gonna bring it up every single time. If you wanna reach out to us, whether it be for accountability 
or you're thinking, hey, there's another suggestion you totally forgot, but you should mention it because your listeners need to hear this or anything else, you can reach out to us on our website, prolifeguys.com. There's a contact form there. Uh, You can also reach out to us on our social media accounts, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Um, You could also send us a review on Apple Podcasts because we we do read those from time to time and we'll get your suggestion there as well. Please do leave a five-star review. Hit that subscribe button, the notification bell on all the platforms that you are on. And uh, and this is our our talk. This is our New Year's resolutions pro-lifestyle. Cam, I have I have no other thing to say, and uh, but I always like to to let you have a final word. <laughs> if if you have a final word, maybe a story or whatever it might be, but uh, wrap this up for us, sir. Yeah, well, I regardless of how your 2021 went, regardless of whether you count it as a success or a failure or somewhere in between, we want to invite you to make 2022 a success. We want to invite you to be a part of the change. We want to invite you to prioritize preborn children, not for your sake, not for my sake, but for the sake of preborn children. And so please do that. Please allow us to help you do that. This is not some self-interest. Peter and I aren't doing this for our own um, sake. We're trying to do this for the sake of preborn children. So allow us to help you um, achieve your goals. Allow us to help you achieve protection for preborn children in your spheres of influence. And so um, by God's grace, we'll continue the progress we've seen in America and around the world um, in this coming year. And by by his guidance, I, I hope and pray that we'll be able to bring some of that success to whatever region or area you are in, regardless of how vibrant or censored the pro-life conversation is there. And so please, um, dedicate yourself with courage and with empathy this year and help us help you by bringing our training to your home community. So that's all I want to say, Peter, to wrap up, please feel free to reach out to us. I'll I'll mention again, I mentioned it last year's um, uh, New Year's resolution. If you want to hit me up personally, not only can you go to the Pro-Life Guys website, you can email me directly at ccote at endthekilling.ca. If you got a question for me personally or, or want to have a, an accountability buddy, um, I am happy to do that. So please hit me up, ccote at endthekilling.ca. We can find a time to chat through whatever it is that you're working on and, and make a plan that will help you succeed with that. Oh.